Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Kind of a morbid topic today, but so, so important to cover this estate planning essential documents. That's the topic today on today's College Investor Audio Show. Thanks for being with us. Okay, I know, we all hope terrible things never happen. But the reality is, that's life. And they do happen. And so, making practical plans for your eventual death, because the death rate is still one for every one person, this will make your passing just a little bit easier for your loved ones. Now, that's true whether you die unexpectedly at a young age or you live to be 140 years old. (laughs) These are the six key estate planning documents that most people will eventually need. If you don't have a robust estate plan, we are going to show you how to do it. First things first, a will. It's basically just a statement of who gets what property when you die. If you owe money when you die, your assets will be used to pay off your debts. And the remainder will go to your beneficiaries the people or charities you select in your will. Your will also gives information about who you want to care for your children or fur babies if you die. Now, a will or a last will and testament is your most important estate planning document, and every adult needs one. Even if you have a negative net worth, meaning you owe more than you have in your assets, a will is still useful. The document will outline who should receive your personal effects, jewelry, musical instruments, personal items, and in a few years, when you have more assets, everything will be taken care of appropriately. Instead, a basic will that you sign in front of two friends is sufficient, but if you want to get a will in a budget, just from personal experience, I had a will drafted for free using campus legal services when I was in school. I also had received a heavily discounted will from a lawyer using my company's legal services. Boom. Now, at that time, I asked both lawyers about law template services like those offered at LegalZoom, and neither seemed too impressed by the services. Now, that said, in my non-professional and non-legally credentialed opinion, you don't need a will drafted by a lawyer until you own property, have children, or have substantial assets. Use a free template online or buy one from LegalZoom or a similar service. As you're building a will, be sure to make a list of all your assets. Now, don't forget digital assets such as domain names and websites, your debts, and who you want to administer your will. Be sure to sign the will in front of witnesses just to make it legal. This should be a physical document, although storing a digital copy, that's also useful too. A living will. That's a document that explains your wishes pertaining to your medical care. Now, most people include information about whether they want to be kept alive by machines if there is no chance of getting any better. You may want to include information about pain management and organ donation, too. Anyone that adheres to specific beliefs that influence their medical decisions should specify these in their living will. This should be a physical document, although storing a digital copy, of course, very useful. Medical power of attorney. Okay, so uh, this is the document that authorizes a person, usually a spouse, a parent, adult child, or even a close friend, to make medical decisions on your behalf. The medical power of attorney is different from a living will, 
It's just meant to cover you for scenarios you can't predict. Your agent, the person you appoint to make decisions for you, does not have any power until you are no longer capable of making decisions yourself. Medical power of attorney becomes increasingly important if you're facing cognitive impairments like Alzheimer's or dementia. Although many people think of a medical power of attorney as a document for older people, this document is just as important for young people. If you're unmarried and you want an unmarried partner, friend, or sibling to be your agent, draw up a document. Otherwise, a parent may become your agent. This should be a physical document as well, but please store a physical copy or a digital copy too. Financial power of attorney. Okay, so a financial power of attorney is the right for a person you appoint to make financial decisions on your behalf. Now, this is generally drafted so that it goes into effect for either a limited period of time or only when you become incapacitated. A limited power or financial power of attorney, I should say, may be appropriate if you want someone to continue paying your bills while you are deployed overseas for a military operation. This person should also be able to access your bank account, pay bills on your behalf. But you must be careful with this one. A person with access to your account will have the power to steal from you, so obviously you must be able to trust them fully. A springing financial power of attorney goes into effect when you become mentally or physically incapacitated. This should be a physical document. Storing a digital copy? That's useful too. Life insurance. Okay, so not everyone needs life insurance, but if you've got life insurance, it's important for your beneficiaries to be able to access the documents. Depending on where you have your policy, getting policy documents may be easy to download online, or you might have to jump through a lot of hoops to access them. If you cannot easily access the policy documents online, I recommend saving your documents in a fireproof safe and inform someone, hopefully a spouse or other beneficiary of the proceeds, about the policy. Also, be sure to consider your amount of insurance every time you have a major life event. Getting married, buying a house, getting a massive raise and having kids might lead you to want more insurance. A digital will. Access to your digital life. So, one of the less considered parts of estate planning is what will happen to your digital life when you die. If you own digital property, such as a website, that generates income for you, consider whether you want a spouse or loved one to go ahead and take it over in the event of your death. If there's no obvious succession plan, then uh, establish a relationship with a digital broker who may want to buy the site from you. Aside from monetary property, you'll need your heirs to have access to your digital life, including passwords for financial institutions, social media passwords, online storage accounts like Dropbox or other cloud-based storage for photos, and web-based property. Think digital movies and books. Keeping these things organized, yeah, that's not easy for me. I'm not a very organized person. So I've established two LastPass accounts. Now, the first account is a work-based account. For this account, a colleague is designated as my emergency contact. So if I become ill or die, that colleague can actually access the account. My other LastPass account is a personal one, which contains all my personal passwords, information about life insurance, and more. My husband is my designated emergency contact. I also helped him set up a similar password manager for his accounts. So what resources can actually help you with this? If you've got substantial assets and you're starting to think about 
distributing them in an effective way. Boy, it makes sense to meet with a financial planner, an accountant, and an estate planning attorney. These professionals can make a bespoke plan that will make sure your assets are distributed according to your wishes. Of course, not everyone needs a bespoke plan. If you're a parent with a few assets and a life insurance policy, you just might want a lawyer to help you draft a will. A professional can just give you the peace of mind that everything is as it should be. In my experience, the discounted legal services offered through my company have been more than sufficient to meet this need. If you can't find free or discounted legal services, use the American Bar Association's Lawyer Finder to find a licensed attorney in your state. The last resource I recommend is called the In Case of Emergency Binder, or ICE. (laughs) Now, This binder is a tool specifically designed to help parents make practical plans for emergency situations. The binder, man, it's just incredibly practical. It includes sections on everything from how to use insurance money to what your child's schedule and preferences are. A lot of stuff we covered, a lot of stuff to digest in just this little 10-minute podcast. So (laughs) if you have any questions about this, of course, kind of hard to talk about, but it's essential to have this conversation. Please check out thecollegeinvestor.com. We have all the resources that I just mentioned, plus just ways to make this a smooth process. And to give you that peace of mind that we talked about too. No reason to be anxious about this. We are here to help. Again, it's thecollegeinvestor.com. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing day. You're awesome. And we'll talk to you again soon.